Quinn. Is, is that a thing? Like a comic thing? 50 Randy Quinn. All the females were pregnant when the shoot was over. 50 Randy Quinn. So much about the penguins. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades, a movie review podcast. I am your host with the most Nicolas Cage movies. It's your boy, Chucky B. And with me, my co-host, as always, JT5 Chubby Digits Money. And we also have our Season 7 special guest host. His name is Johnny Spade. Now, normally, our guest host would say their name, but we had a little recording malfunction, and thus, I am re-recording this intro. So, there you go. A little peek behind the curtain. And this is episode 132, Batman Returns. Yeah, it's your boy's pick this time, too, right here. JT, five chubby digits money. We watched Batman Returns, like I just said. And if you have any questions <laughs> or comments, you can go to 50randyquades.com. You can let us know what the fuck is up. I'm a little disappointed this week, Chucky B, because last week it said what the fuck is up on the sheet for the first time in history. And now it's been redacted. That, well, that was the cage edition review sheet oh oh i see i have yet to change chubby fingers chubby digits 50 randy quade's proper sheet all right that's that's fair i'll give you i'll give you a break but there was a lot of taglines for this movie there's only one good one though yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that's the bat the cat the penguin the other ones were basically like poems about the movie. Yeah, they were super long, and that's why I didn't post them all. They were because they I was were like, fine. I'm not writing a paragraph. They were fine, but they weren't taglines. They were like blurbs on the inside jacket of a book. Yeah, yeah. Or if you combine all of them together, they're like the paragraph on the back of the DVD or the VHS or the Blu-ray. Or the UHD. Or the little like paragraph that they put when you rent it on uh, Prime. I mean, I think they put the paragraph there whether you rent it or not. So was it on HBO Max? I was having issues with my HBO Max. I don't know. I, so I, I just rented it. I own it, so I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you listeners, dear listeners, are going to be in for a treat when you listen to the trailer for Batman Returns. of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. Who can 
this city is a creature of the night. Hey, stud. I thought we had something together. We do. While she craves a romance, she can sink her claws into... You can't know to a girl like me. He plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Gotham! Gotham once again and this is the actual second time we've been in Gotham in 50 Rainy Quades. When was the other time? When I don't know if you were on that episode but 50 Rainy Quades did review what was that movie Batman versus Superman? Oh it wasn't me. The the Affleck ass edition? Yeah no I didn't see that one. Yeah 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 you probably shouldn't it's pretty shitty yeah i'm not a big fan of the dc movies it's a good thing we're not here to talk about those dc movies at least yeah 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 yeah. that is a good thing but i just want to say if you're new to 50 randy quades lol lots of love yeah because you know you gotta give it to get it and then you got it and then it's good yeah 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 you know that's right I mean, that's a, this is what he tells me every episode. I'm not sure if we're right anymore. No, yeah, we're definitely right. It's, okay. You know that's right. <laughs> like, that's just how it is. And, I, you know, I just want to also remind our dear, dear listeners, all of you, whether you're listening from Spotify, the website, 50 Randy Quades. The best place to go. You know, Apple Podcasts. Any other avenue, um, we're going to talk everything about everything. And if you haven't noticed, we definitely mean to. And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm super humble. And we're, we want to give you guys a warning. JT doesn't want to do it because he's super fucking greedy. And he just wants to spoil everything all the time. I'm going to do it. But I want to say, hey, you know, we're going to give you this little warning. And then after that warning, for sure, shit can be spoiled at any moment in time. And so the warning is going to be right now, and it's going to be three seconds long, and I'm going to count down from three starting now. Three, two, one. So, like, Christopher Walken kind of teams up with the Penguin, who's kind of teaming up with Catwoman, and they're trying to take over fucking Gotham. There's an energy plan involved from the Walken angle. There's killing firstborn sons from the Penguin's angle. There's trying to fuck Batman from the Catwoman angle. Um, and Batman, like, ends up cool in the end. He ends up with a cat, actually. Not Catwoman, but a cat. 
Penguin ends up dead. He gets it pretty bad. Shrek also gets it pretty fucking bad. Shrek, that's fucking walking. He gets electrocuted oh, yeah, to death. So, um, yeah, pretty much only Batman and Catwoman walk away cool here. Yeah, I don't know how Catwoman lived. Because she's supernatural powers? She had a, yeah, she had a life left. Well, yeah, she but said she, she was saving it for next Christmas. You got to We will get into it. We'll get into it, it, get into it once it. we get there. Because I got a lot of questions that were raised while watching this movie. Well, let me answer one of those questions for you right now. And this was an action crime a fantasy movie. All right. So that explains a little. Fantasy? Yes. This It's like an episode of Jeopardy right now. I got an answer for your question right now. <laughs> This is an action fantasy movie. I love how it's rated PG-13 for brooding dark violence. They left out a whole bunch of like pretty suggestive talk, too. And not even suggestive. Some of it right on the nose. Oh, yeah. You're just the pussy I'm looking for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, listen. The Penguin was a straight-up dirtbag the entire movie <laughs> on every level. So dirty. But he was so pervertedly horny, it was uncomfortable. I just, well, and it's funny because like the last time I watched this, I didn't look at through, I didn't look through the movie through this lens. But now, when I watched it, I looked it through the lens of being like, oh, that's uh, I believe his name is Frank from. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, as the penguin. It's Danny DeVito as the fucking penguin. Yeah. Like I know the, the fact that you look at Danny DeVito and boil him down to being Frank from It's Always no, Sunny but is the way that the character is in this movie. If anything, you should be doing it the other way. The pen, the penguin is Frank. I know, but it's just I had seen that last. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fresher in my mind. Don't reduce Danny DeVito like this, please. Don't do it. Don't disrespect Danny DeVito. No, Danny DeVito was the saving grace of this movie. If if Danny DeVito wasn't in this movie, saving this movie grace. would be trash. Wow, wow, that's a big Hot statement. Take. That's a big statement before we've even talked about the numbers. No, I, I see the numbers. I think are ah. Let me get, right, overall, here's the thing. Before we get into the, the, the breakdown of all the movies, you've got here 45.6 million this debuted at January 19th, 1990. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, June 19th, numbers. 1992. That obviously only encompasses, I don't know, because I the figure I found was in its first three days. So I don't know if that's different from what you got. It was 47.7 million, which at the time was a record for an opening three day weekend, broken the next year by. Jurassic Park. Oh, nice. But at the time this came out, it was a record-setting weekend for for what it brought in. Well, not only is it record-setting, uh, apparently, from the numbers that you have, the statistics that you've gotten, but it just it's dominant in that in that weekend in the top five. I mean, well, like the number two it. movie. Look at what's against it. Yeah, but I mean, like that's got to be part of like that's their marketing department and shit like that too right they're, they're picking the the perfect timing for a release you don't just release a movie at a whim well this, you no, find right. the right spot well this is before because you can't it's hard to find dates like that nowadays there's always a couple of movies coming out on like all release dates but back then obviously you could drop a fucking summer blockbuster where the closest thing to you is in its second week but every third fourth sixth week like that's crazy yeah that is pretty crazy but yeah what sister act two or no sister act the first one 7.7 million and week four and then patriot games at number three 7.7 million and week three 
yeah, just like you're saying, it's just like all these things have been in the theaters and people had already gone to see them. House Sitter, 7 million, week two, Lethal Weapon 3, 4.7, and week six. So they're all doing pretty good numbers, too, I'm guessing, based on their budgets. Yeah. And this movie, like you said, brought in like 45 to 47 million in its opening weekend, right? So that's already more than half of its estimated $80 million budget. Well, most of the budget, I think, went to the names that were acting, obviously, and then the Penguins. Yeah. And Chip. Chip, sh- trip, Chip Shrek? Yeah, yeah. I did, they didn't pay someone to teach him how to talk like Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken was right there. <laughs> I, I That was one of the questions I asked Spade. I was like, so is he trying to sound like Christopher Walken? Without a doubt. Dad, dad, how was how Selena alive? I thought you pushed her out a window. No, no, buddy. You're giving him way too much credit. Like You're obviously doing a walking impression, but he couldn't even get that far. <laughs> that I don't know what he was doing. And walking was right. Like, I think he was trying to be respectful and not like go over the top with it. But like you just got to do it, man. Walking goes over the top here. He's not afraid to do get a little wild. If you're going to go over the top, this is the movie to do it. Exactly. But not good old Chip Shrek. Ugh. So yeah, this movie brought in uh, domestically 162.9 million, and then another 103.9 million overseas. That sounds about right. We made a lot of money. You know, 186.2 million dollars in profit, with a grand total worldwide 266.8 mil. Damn, a lot yep. of money. Comic book movies just be bringing in that fucking cheddar. Even back in '92, how much money do you think it was to go see this movie back then? Four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah, I was gonna maybe. say like five bucks, maybe. Probably, maybe even less than that, honestly. Two fifty. They just had Black Widow, like during a pandemic, did like a hundred and forty million domestically. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, I think sixty million of it was from Disney Plus. And then they did like another 60 or 80 million internationally. Well, that's just opening weekend, right? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Well, again, tickets cost so much. Like, inflate this motherfucker up and make every ticket cost that I much. I think we only paid like $8 a ticket when we went to go see it. Yeah, it was like seven fifty. I guess it depends on when you go. Or where you go yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. I think most times I, I think most times I would go see it. It probably cost me at least twelve dollars. Yeah, some places. I think most places probably are like twelve or fifteen. Because people will fucking pay it. So we were talking prior to the movie starting about whether or not who directed the first Batman. Tim Burton. Okay, so it was Tim Burton. I didn't know that. Off the top of my head. Tim Burton had way more creative control and input on the whole thing this time around than he did it on the first one. It seemed like this was a Tim Burton movie. Very, more so than the first one, for sure. Did Batman have a girlfriend in the first one? Vicki Vale was his photographer, Lady Love. Oh, she was actually in the first one? All right. Actually, so it was supposed to be originally a direct sequel to the first Batman movie, but when they approached Tim Burton to do it again, he was like, I'm not interested in doing direct sequels. Like, we can do something in that world, but I want to make it different and, like, tangentially tied to the first one. And even Michael Keaton, I remember, was, I think I read, was saying, like, I don't really want to do a direct direct sequel evil. Like, I want to come back and do something fun. And so they ended up doing this. And they brought in someone to, to work on the screenplay and change it up. He's not even in the movie that much. Michael Keaton? No, not really. I don't think he really wanted to do this. He wanted oh. a paycheck. <laughs> I think he did an interview with Mark Maron or something where he said, yeah, I needed money for a real estate deal. 
And he got like $10 million or something to do this movie. So That's ridiculous. But then you look at the other two with Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer, and fucking Danny DeVito, and I think they both kill it. He's so disgusting in this movie. Oh, yeah. It was so gross. Epically disgusting. He's always got that blue saliva or whatever on his face, and he's eating that fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, he is an animal. At the end, when he's like, I'm not a human, I'm an animal. Like, that's clearly... Dude, true. I love that scene where he was, like, giving that fucking speech and having all the penguins about to jump in the water. That was awesome. All right, so I love to do this when I was on fucking Creek Chat, so I'm going to do it here. I'm going to tie David Lynch into things. Let's do it. So when he was yelling in that scene, saying, I'm not a human, I'm an animal, that's a reversal and probably an homage to David Lynch's The Elephant Man, where the main character is yelling, I'm not an animal, I'm a human. And David Bowie was offered the role that Christopher Walken took initially. Really? But he turned it down so he could go be in David Lynch's Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. And so Walken stepped in and took it. It seems like when I was reading this, there were about a dozen people considered to play every role that wasn't Batman. Wow. It was crazy the amount of names because this was going to be a big deal. Everyone knew this was going to make money. Batman's always going to make money. The first one was a fucking smash hit. Exactly. Batman will always make money. So speaking of Batman, we already touched upon a lot of these cast members, but Michael Keaton is Batman and Bruce Wayne. Danny DeVito is the Penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer is... Well, you gotta do it all the way. The Penguin slash Oswald. Yeah, okay. If you're gonna give Bruce Wayne, you gotta give Oswald. Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, Selena Kyle and Catwoman. And Christopher Walken is Max Shrek. And Electrocuted Corpse. (laughs) Well, he was still Max Shrek as a uh, Electrocuted Corpse. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's still Bruce Wayne as Batman. Yeah, I guess. But you put the mask on, you're still Bruce Wayne under there. Well, I mean, that's what IMDb had. I am giving my own credits, okay? I'm not worried about IMDb right Michael now. Michael Gaw? Go? I don't know how to pronounce that name. Pro- probably Goff. Uh, Alfred, the main good guy. The main good guy. And Pat Hingle as, you guessed it, Commissioner Gordon! Alfred Gordon and Batman were the only people to return from the first Batman movie. There you go. There you go. Well, no, you're wrong. Tim Burton. You know I wasn't talking about fucking directors. (laughs) Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny. Oh, one of my first points here when we get going, and I'm just, so I'll just say it right now. When you hit that immediate string of that, I'm like, fucking Danny Elfman, dude, bringing it. I got fucking. I didn't realize this until after the movie that DC or Warner Brothers must own that music because that's the same music in the animated series. I I'm sure they've at least paid to license it in a lot of things if they don't own it. I'm sure Danny Elfman probably owns it, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, you can pay me. Because I just like had it stuck in my head and I was humming it. And I'm like, wait, that's the same music in the animated series. Like, my guess is, I mean, I don't know how that shit works, but I feel like Danny, o- Danny Elfman is the composer would be the one who would own the rights to it. And they would license it from him and he'd make a bunch of money off of them. I mean, that makes sense, right? But I could be totally wrong. But I feel like if they're paying you to do it, they're buying it. From yeah, but, but that's the thing. I don't know if that's how that yeah, works. Yeah, I know. Just... Like, as like... Since you're coming in and creating that, like I, I don't know how that kind of shit works in Hollywood, because you're probably right. They're probably like you come in and now that's our shit. But, uh, man, 
and I'm not going to look into it either. Let's be real. It's not going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I actually wanted to make a request from you. Yeah. Do you want to do the IMDb breakdown? But I don't want to do it in an Australian accent. I want to, again, throw a little love back to Creek Chat, remind people about our little TV chat Penguin show. Coming back at some point in the future. No, I want to do it in the breakdown voice. Christopher Walken impression. Mm, I believe it's a, if we want to do that, Chuck can do the Christopher Walken impression. I'm fine with that. No, i do that another time. Break it down. This is your pick. It is my fucking pick. Let's remind everyone of that right now. JT, five chubby digits money made this pick. While Batman deals with a deformed man calling himself the Penguin, wreaking havoc across Gotham with the help of a cruel businessman, a female employee of the latter becomes the Catwoman with her own vendetta. Man, that felt like a really fucking shitty breakdown. It did. Not the not the way I said it, just the way they broke it down. Unless you were talking about the way I did it, in which case, fuck you. No, 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 no. I was just thinking it sounds like a pretty terrible breakdown. It felt awkward to say, like the words didn't fit together right. It might also be the whiskey. Let's be realistic. I don't necessarily understand some of the things that they put in there, but... That's just. Let's move past it. And let me give you one more piece of trivia before we dive into this particular outing of Batman. Originally, the script called for Robin to be introduced. And it was going to play out like Robin obviously comes into the next two movies in this installment, but he was supposed to be like introduced here. I'm going to give both of you one guess as to who was cast to play Robin. Because it got to the point that he was doing like costume fittings and they were making action figures and shit, but it ended up getting shut down when Burton came out and was like, no, I want Robin out. So was it a child Robin or an adult Robin? An adult. Or I guess at the time, at the time he might have been like in his early 20s. I don't know. They could have squeezed him in with those carnival performers. I, I don't think that was part of the original script. I think Tim Burton... That would have been a cool way to do it, though. Like Batman saves him from this. You're right. That would have been cool. Well, originally they were going to bring back Billy, Billy D. Williams... As Harvey Dent in this too, and they were going to start a two-face angle. What kind of what happens in the third one too? Basically, what pops off in Batman in Batman Forever? A lot of it was supposed to start being set up in this movie, but Burton came in and said, "No, no, 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 no." Billy D. Williams as Two Face? That would be awesome. Fucking Billy. He was Harvey Dent in the first one, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, take your guesses. Who do you think would have been Robin? You're not going to get it, either one of you. Ben Affleck. Wrong timing, but no. He wouldn't have been around for another couple years. Matt Damon. <laughs> Same thing. I have no idea. Marlon Wayans. Really? Marlon Wayans. I was like, hold on a second. They were going to go that route? It, really interesting, but when Joel... In the 90s, they would piss a lot of people off. Oh, then. big time. So when Joel Schumacher came in for the third one, he's like, uh-uh. Like, he bought out, because I think Marlon Wayans even had a contract that they bought out, and then they brought in Chris O'Donnell to be everyone's white Robin. And we all know how well that went. Not good. It was great. No, it was really good. Chris O'Donnell's not good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Name me some shit Chris O'Donnell's in. I'm trying to even think right now. Okay, Three Musketeers. Batman Forever? Batman and Robin. Or Batman and Robin. Both of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's it. Those are the George Clooney ones, weren't they? George Clooney and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, then George Clooney. Dude, Val Kilmer's Batman is an epic fail. I love it. I mean, like it's it's not good, but I still love it. I love all I love all four of those movies for way different reasons for each one, and not because they're good necessarily. No, yeah, the those movies are just campy. That begins here. 
It does. It really does. I like a little camp in my Batman. There's certain things in this movie that I did not like at all. I guess mainly it was because I don't even know. I do know. It's just, it's frustrating for me. Like Catwoman literally, okay, I get it. She, her name's Catwoman. So she has nine live. Mm-hmm. I, so you get it. I don't, I don't like it. Okay, cool. And she wasn't Catwoman when she lost her first life. When she became Catwoman, when the cats came and did their fucking magic cat spell on her. I don't know how it works, but that's clearly what fucking happened. They came and gnawed on her and licked Dude, on her. Dude, I literally even wrote down, I was like, are the cats reviving her? Bro, it's a fucking comic book movie. Hell yes, that's exactly what they're doing. They're giving her the power of nine lives. They're magic street cats. I think she has more lives, though, because when she was getting shot by Christopher Walken... Some, wouldn't of, those have killed her. Kill, some yeah. of them wouldn't have killed her. It depends on if he hit an artery or something, maybe wanted to bled out, but... like, Yeah, I was like, it didn't look like it, nah. though. Like, she she was wasn't even, like, I'm not nitpicking it. Like, I liked it. She had, like, they were going that she had nine lives. I thought that's a cool angle. And it made me think, did they ever do this in the comics? Like, I enjoyed Anne Hathaway's Catwoman when that came into the very serious Batman trilogy, but, like... It's not a memorable Catwoman. This is a fucking memorable Catwoman. This is an iconic performance. I think this is a this is a memorable Catwoman. I one I like Michelle Pfeiffer. I love Michelle Pfeiffer more than I like Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I movie, love Anne Hathaway just because she's I do fucking too. smoking. I mean, she is smoking. I think we no. Can this all agree movie that. right here had a very formative role in what I find attractive in women when I was young. I remember at seven or eight, our role that was when I saw this when it came out being like, hold on a second. What is that feeling I have right now inside of, inside <laughs> of myself? I don't understand. Dude, like, Michelle Pfeiffer was fucking smoking at that ball or whatever it was towards the end. This whole movie, she was super hot. The whole fucking movie when she's dowdy with the glasses, especially after she's been brought oh, back to yeah. life. Oh, like, yeah. You kidding me? all curly and poofy Ooh, and shit. Like, no. What? I try usually not be a horn dog on this show. Dude, I'll be a horn dog all the time. I mean, I try not to. But you know, what I'm saying is it's hard for me not to be a horn dog about Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie because it is that suit. Although, Dude, there was even a couple times where I'm right now, I'm like, God damn. Dude, there was when I was watching it and she was Catwoman, I was thinking, like, whoever she was married to or dating or just banging at this point or at after the movie, if he was ever like, be Catwoman for me. Yeah. Apparently, they went through like a hundred different suits because they kept tearing and ripping whatever. It cost an insane amount of money for those suits. And they literally vacuum sealed her into that thing. So it was that skin tight. She fucking hated wearing it. Oh, I'm sure she did. I watched a video with Danny DeVito where he was going over like all his big roles. And he said he loved being the penguin. Like he loved when he has to have makeup and shit on. Well, I think it was three and a half to four hours of makeup every day for him when he went in to do the Penguin. It was a lot. Yeah, I think he mentioned that, yeah. Well, he said that he brought in, like, and again, this dates it, he brought a Laserdisc player into his trailer, and he set it up, like, behind him so he could watch it through the mirror while they were putting the makeup on, and we watched his favorite movies and shit. That's funny. That is nice. People in these days not want to be Batman, because what you had, like, five 
different movies and three, four different Batman. She had Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Maybe they were just trying to go for whoever was big and I think Mike, hot at the time. I don't know the reasoning behind Michael Keaton in the first one, but I know that Jack Nicholson was top billed in that, so I think it was less about who was Batman and more about who was Joker. I think Michael Keaton got over as Batman, which is why they brought him back for the second one. But I don't think he wanted to be Batman. He wasn't interested in reprising this shit, which is why he didn't come back for the third one. I think they didn't go with Val Kilmer again because Val Kilmer did not get over as Batman. No, no. Val Kilmer was bad. And George Clooney was like one of the biggest stars in the world by the point that the last one came out. He was just, again, not a good Batman. Batman with the nips. Great Bruce Wayne. Terrible Batman. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I feel about... I mean, actually, I don't super mind, or I didn't super mind Affleck as Batman. I thought he made a really good Bruce Wayne, too. I haven't seen him, so I don't know. Now it's kind of a big deal, whoever Batman is, you know? Oh, I don't yeah. think people were high on, uh, fuck, why can't Christian I Bale? Christian Bale being Batman in the beginning. I see. I wasn't paying enough attention to care. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention either. And all of a sudden, there's a new Batman movie, and I'm like, oh, I'll go see this Batman movie. And then this fucking Christian Bale dude definitely killed it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in for this too. Because now they got Robert Pattinson. And I'm in for that. Are... I'm 100% oh, yeah, for after, that. Oh, yeah, after that trailer. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. That dude is a great... Everyone just goes, oh, Twilight. But that dude's Twilight, got yeah. a lot of fucking range and a lot of fucking skill. Yeah, it's the other one that didn't have any range. That's why he's not doing anything right now. Yeah, he did like one movie and then they're like, oh, you're trash. He was a hot dude. And that was it. He was a body to put on screen. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. There's like a model or something that became an actor. I honestly don't know. But Robert Pattinson fucking kills it. And he'll be a good Batman. Uh, but let's get into this Batman. So the opening credits show just how fucked up this movie starts. It's such a perfect introduction to the origin of the Penguin. And there's the words Merry Christmas are the only words exchanged. And they just, his parents just throw the fucking carriage over the bridge into the freezing cold, like, little creek. After they keep him in a cage and then he eats a fucking cat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Because at first I was like, oh, it's not that bad. You got a deformed baby. And I'm like, oh, you're keeping him in a fucking cage? Oh, he's eating a fucking cat? Oh, shit. And then they throw him in the fucking creek or stream or whatever the fuck. They Moses him. Yeah, and then the penguins just uh, apparently raise this freak baby into a 33-year-old man. Now, the parents were both in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure directed by tim burton paul rubens Wee herman himself is actually penguin's father in this really if you didn't notice, i did yeah. not know it was notice. supposed to be meredith burgess who played the penguin on the original tv show back in the day but he got sick or something so he couldn't show up so tim burton brought in fucking paul rubens huh. to do it burgess meredith not meredith burgess that's an interesting factoid. I thought you were done with those factoids. I didn't say I was done with factoids. I said I had one more before we went into it. I might have a few supplemental factoids. Let me check. No, that was the last one. Oh, and so, okay, so... Nope, I got one more. I got one more at the end. I get it. It's a comic book movie. It's supposed to be... Yeah, I feel like you need to lighten up from the Whimsical. Right you need to chill out. And fantasy. This isn't Christopher Nolan Batman. No, but how... Maybe he was raised by the carnival people and not the penguins. 
the Red Triangle game because Batman was doing the research into it and like they just disappeared. Well, where they fucking disappear to? Into the goddamn sewers. And that's why Batman pieced together that all those things work as a unit. But when did they disappear? Like, was it later when uh, Penguin started? No, he was looking at like old. No, he was looking at like old paper, like old newspaper clips okay, yeah, like back in the day. He'd have been a baby. Okay, so so they're the ones who raised the penguin, not a bunch of animals. Because I, I was think like, animals were part I was of like, it. How I think animals were part of it. Did he get raised? Because like he's just in this little okay, carriage bro, but bro, cage. But bro, you got to look at it this way too. It's like Mowgli in the fucking jungle, bro. It's like Tarzan out in the jungle. The animals come in and take care of you. You just got to kind of suspend your disbelief and go, yeah, the penguins raised this motherfucker. Well, I, I mean, I get it. The cats resurrected a dead lady. Why can't penguins fucking well, happened raise later. a baby? It all happens in this movie. 33 years later. Yeah, 33 years later. And that's where we're so at. Magical, magical things like that just not happened 33 years ago. I say, I think you just need to lighten Dude, up. Maybe about it happens every 33 years. Kind of like it, or that one scarecrow creature, Jeepers Creepers. I've never seen those. I've seen the first one. I think I saw it when it came out. I might have seen the second one. I think there's a third one now. I think it's like every 27 years, not 33. And that has to be in like Dairy Maine. Right. Well, yeah, I think so. I think that's the idea. That's where uh, the triangle. Let's not get into Stephen King. Let's not get into Stephen King right now. I don't think it's worth it. I want to jump back even before that. If you're the parents and you want to fucking get rid of this baby, you got to take it out of the basket and throw it directly into the freezing river. Can't just throw the basket over the edge. I'm sure there'd be an easier way to do it, even outside of that. I'm not saying that's the best way to do it, but I'm saying if you're committed to the bridge, take the baby out of the basket. I mean, well, then you wouldn't get the penguin. You probably would have died. They that's probably, what I'm, but if you're the parents, I don't think they're trying to make the. I don't think they're trying to make the penguin. Oh yeah, they're but not I mean, trying to make a super for villain. the sake of the movie. Oh, I know, but I'm saying if you're the parents and the goal is to kill the baby, they went about it all wrong. So what if they would have dropped it off at a church? Would the villain of this movie been like some sort of super Christian? No, because that church would have put that baby right in the sewer too. <laughs> They would have looked at that little freak baby and said, we're not taking another little lobster boy around here. We know how that goes. <laughs> we, we, we know how that goes. Oh, that was bad. D- that's the guy's... I'm talking about the sideshow, the real guy called Lobster Boy. Oh, okay, okay. That's okay. who I'm referencing. With the carnival we've already brought up here. I'm not trying to be offensive. Gotcha. I mean, he does have lobster grippers. Okay, fast forward to your meetings. All right. So at that first meeting, that's when we get our first taste of Michelle Pfizer. Michelle Pfizer. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the first one? Michelle Pheasant? Michelle Pfizer. <laughs> Michelle Pfizer. That's what came out. I think I messed up her name earlier, too. Well, good old Michelle. She's introduced to the scene, and she is, like, super mad at herself. And I feel like she's got some sort of, like, uh, multiple personalities or something. No, I don't think so. Like, I think she's just, she's got some sort of mental unwellness. She's depressed? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, she might, maybe she's bipolar. Like, she's got some sort of issue that's unknown, undiagnosed. But she's going through some things, and she hates her life. She hates her boss, and she hates herself. Yeah, she's got a lot of hate all boiled up. It's my kind of woman. This is also where we see Christopher Walken, and looking at him with that hair, I'm like, this dude looks like they pulled him straight 
out of the comic book, even though I don't know if this character is from the comic Oddly book. Oddly enough, Max Shrek was created whole cloth for this movie. Uh, he did look like a comic book character. I agreed 100%, but he was not, apparently. Not in a bad way. No, yeah, no, no, no. For as much as we talk about Nicolas Cage's hair, I felt like this was a good reason to talk about hair because it just accented the character's look and how he just looked super ridiculous. It was great. No, it, it really made the character. But yeah, it did. It did 100% make the character. And yeah, that's where I just wanted to make sure that we pointed out that's where these two characters come into play because on a previous episode of 50 Randy Quades, I had mentioned how Christopher Walken was going to star in this movie. And you kind of scoffed at that. And maybe it was after we you know stopped recording that we talked about it but i was definitely like oh yeah walken's gonna star in batman returns and you're like no he's more of a bit player and then after watching this i was like he is definitely not a bit part in this no he's not at all i was mistaken that it's batman who is the bit player in this movie yes yes batman the one that the movie is named after his his return and (laughs) he's barely in the movie he don't need to be in the movie he's brooding down in the Batcave. he's lovelorn he wants his Catwoman. he wants his selena kyle he doesn't know they're the same person he's just down in the dark sad and depressed too just like his beloved selena eating that, cold soup that was another thing that i was talking to with johnny about i was like i was like so how do people not know that this is batman I was like, they only see, like, this bottom half of his face. And he, like, and it's obvious, like, especially with Michael Keaton, I feel, just because the way he looks, like, even when he's Bruce Wayne, he's doing, like, the same look. And I'm just like, dude, you look like Batman. He's doing he's doing Michael Keaton. He's one of those actors. You either like Michael Keaton or you don't because he's going to give you a Michael Keaton performance. I like Michael Keaton, but his Batman leaves a little bit to be desired. I don't know. I love it. It's j- because it fits the tone. It doesn't take away because this movie especially is not about Batman. It's about everything going on around him. So the fact that he's kind of a chilled back, doesn't take the attention away from everyone else kind of performer as Batman here. I think it works perfectly for what they're trying to do. And I think it works really well in the first one, too, because you can't try and outdo Jack Nicholson, so you just kind of got to be chill. No, I get that. It makes sense. Uh, I just... That's I'm not thing, a big fan of his Batman. I think that's a really, I think, important thing for me, especially about Batman, is it's always, for me, almost less about Batman, more about who he's fighting. Like, Batman's important, obviously, because the villains wouldn't be as interesting if they were fighting anyone else. But his rogues gallery of villains is pretty untouchable. I also think that his Bruce Wayne leaves much to be desired. I never really give a fuck about Bruce Wayne. I feel like Bruce Wayne comes off the best as like just kind of a like a cocky, shitty businessman. Well, he's right here. He's in the protector of Gotham mode against an actual shitty slimy businessman like that doesn't that bruce wayne isn't called for in this i think that's another important thing about bruce wayne is it's what's which bruce wayne is called for in the moment yeah i guess that makes sense too i get it like i get it michael keaton is not the ideal batman i just love it there's the tree lighting and the penguin has like this big old gift comes out 
And the mayor's all like, oh, that's a good touch there. And he's all like, it wasn't my idea. And then all of a sudden, these goons just come fucking flying out, like millions of goons just come flying out of this gift. Motorcycles, automatic weapons, like it just pops off. So that's the first time we see all these goons attack the city. And then it's the first time we see the bat signal. And then fucking Max is kidnapped. Well, we saw the penguins' little claws sticking out from under the sewer earlier, too, masterminding masterminding this whole fucking attack, and that's to get Max and bring him on down to the sewers. And the bat signal goes off, and it fucking... Bruce Wayne is sitting, like, in his office, just, like... Brooding. Thinking, like, in this chair. And that's where I'm, like... I thought Batman... I always think of Batman as proactive. He's always out. It's nighttime. He should already be on the streets. He shouldn't be waiting for a bat signal to flash into his fucking living room or office or whatever. Now, here's one thing I do have a problem he with. He should be out there fighting crime, but he's not. He's, Batman doesn't get time to sit and think at night. And so, like, I'm also wondering, I was like, so what if he was, like, in a different room, like, watching a movie? Like, would he... He doesn't do that. That's where he hangs out at night, though. That's the He's not out fighting crime. He's sitting in that room waiting for the very obvious bat signals that are outside of his house to fucking point into that room and put a large bat signal on his wall. There's two of them, too. I think there was two of them. It, there were at least two of them. That is one thing I definitely have a problem with. Obviously, you can't have that shit outside your house. Like, who installed that's it? That's fucking wild. Like, you're going to give yourself away with that. How are people not putting, putting two and two together? Comic books. It's the same thing you all say about, like, because wrestling, bro. Because comic books. I suspend my disbelief in that sort of, like, in this movie for that. But that's yeah. the one thing about, like, the Nolan movies is they explain that kind of shit. I sometimes, no, and I've said this on the show before, and I'll say it again. I often prefer, I'd say generally prefer, to get less information than more information. Let me just think about it. Uh-huh. That's why I like the Nolan ones, is because they were kind of showing that somebody could be fucking Batman. Eh, I don't... It would take an extraordinary set of fucking circumstances. Oh, I know. Well, they were saying it's kind of like, look at all this technology. It's kind of Uh, But Batman's more than technology, wouldn't you say? I mean, you're not driving away from the cops like he does in those movies. not doing anything like he's doing in those movies, man. No way. I'm sure, of course, technology exists, but there ain't a person on earth who could do that shit. Not like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just like that they touched on it a little bit in those What I like about that trilogy, too, though, it's that different approach to Batman. Like, we'd already gotten the campy side of Batman with these four movies that came out. So it makes sense that he would come in and go, okay, what's a more down to earth, kind of fucking, you know, darker approach to it? Because Batman generally should exist in the dark. You can do that campy. But, like I said, it had already been done. And by the end, it's a very terrible effect. Get to see a scene with Max and the Penguin down in the sewer where Max is, like, kind of proposing a deal to Penguin because he's always trying to, like, weasel his way out. Well, Penguin's trying to fucking tell him what the deal is. He's like, listen, you're going to help me get out of this sewer. And I'm going to get respect in society. I'm going to find my parents. I'm going to find my real name. I got all this dirt on you right now because what you put in your toilet, I put on my mantle. And then he's like, he's like, well, why don't we just try to make you the mayor? Like that comes a little bit later. We do find out that Max at least played a part in his former business partner being murdered here because Penguin shows him his arm. And he's like, I got the rest of him somewhere else. So there's a point at the end of the movie 
where Batman suggests to Catwoman that they're like, they're like, let's just bring him in. Let's bring him in. Let's arrest him. One, can Batman arrest anybody? That's a, just a general question. They can string him up like he does and just... And, well, I mean, he legitimately is like, let's bring yeah, him Batman, in. Batman can let's do whatever the fuck him. he wants to do and drop him off on the doorstep, not leave him right there. Like, come on, it's fucking Batman. And then I'm like, I'm like, what sort of proof does Batman have? Bro, like, Batman doesn't bro, know necessarily what we know. Too fucking hard about this stuff right now. Batman knows more than what we know. He's got that gigantic supercomputer in his fucking basement. He's put all the pieces together already. He's done his research. He fucking knows. Why are you doubting Batman? I just don't think that he has. If if he had, if there was enough proof on this dude. He would have already been gone down. Gotham is corrupt as fuck. He wouldn't go down. That's what I'm saying. That's not That's not at all what you just said. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. No, it's the opposite of what you said. What I'm saying is if there was evidence for him to go down, he would go down. But since Gotham is super corrupt, there is no evidence. The evidence goes away. You're thinking way too fucking hard about it. I don't think I'm thinking hard about it. I think you're not thinking at all about it. I don't think it really matters whether or not we can prove that Batman has the proof to arrest fucking Max Shrek. I don't really think that's important. Okay, he probably knows where the fucking dead body is that Penguin knows about. He can get the former partner and he can at least throw him in jail and bring him up on charges whether he gets indicted or not. I don't fucking know. But again, it doesn't fucking matter. It was a plea at the end of the movie to try and get Selena Kyle to not murder somebody. That's the most important part about that is he was begging someone to not be a murderer. All right, all right. I'll save my my big ones for... Oh, I'm getting worked up because I won't get worked up if you save them for your fucking... Your score at the end. I won't interrupt you. I'll save them. But if you're going to throw them out here right now, I'm going to get no, I'll, real I'll, worked I'll, up. I'm definitely going to talk about them when they come up in this movie thing, but I don't know how you're going to defend defend fucking batman when it comes down to what i got else to say when you murder someone well let's just talk about it then he straight up murders that man yeah he probably murders a couple people in this movie he sets that one person on fire in the first scene i doubt that they recover from that situation at least not without some really terrible burns they're wearing polyester dude they're in a clown suit they got a wig on this shit's burning into their skin they're fucked. All right, so I can get it. Those guys are bad guys, right? He blew up the one dude. But what did the ice princess do? He didn't murder the ice princess. He just lets her fall. He just lets her die. Of all the ones that you're going to latch on to, you're going to go with the ice princess? He didn't murder her. The penguin fucking murdered her. He just watches her fall. There's nothing he could have done. Nothing he could have. He's wearing a fucking hang glider. He, yeah, a hang glider. He could have hung glide down there. Be a it's fucking hero. Happen. Don't just be it a fucking happen. watcher. I'm just going to watch this innocent woman die. That's your hero. I think you're overestimating That's his your hero, JT. in that situation. Yeah, sure. I don't think he let her die. I think you're looking at it entirely wrong. He's the villain. He's the true villain of this movie. Penguin is the fucking villain. Penguin's the one who fucking threw the battering at her head, strung her up, and put her on the corner okay, of a so, fucking building. And so then this some movie is bats. just heel versus heel. No. Yeah. Selena Kyle's the good guy. No. That's definitely <laughs> not true. Max is the good guy. Max Shrek. No. 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 Chip Shrek is the good guy. I think Alfred's the only good guy. <laughs> like I said earlier. Alfred, yeah. only good guy in this whole movie. And I feel like Alfred's attitude towards Batman and Bruce Wayne throughout this whole movie is, man, I am sick of your shit. 
I'm so tired. I'm so old, and I'm. Can so we talk tired. about Bruce Wade's gigantic fireplace? That's probably the size of my living room. That is common in fucking mansions and rich people's homes, especially old estates. Gigantic. Beautiful. That thing was fucking huge. Like you could drag bodies. I'm pretty sure that, that makes an appearance in the first one with Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. It is so big. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with it. Anytime you say Vicky, I think Valancourt is. Yeah, so do and I. I've got the V A L. I'm like Vicky Valancourt. Who's Vicky Valancourt? From the Water Boys. God talked about damn it. Yeah, I did the one. same yeah. thing. No, it was the same Vicky actress. Val- no, it's not. No, the actress who plays Vicky Valancourt is the same actress as who? From Bad Lieutenant. From what? Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Oh, Port yeah, of yeah, Call. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. I wasn't thinking about Bad Lieutenant. I'm past Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> you can never be past I, Bad Lieutenant. I absolutely. I haven't thought about it since then. I don't want to think about Nick Cage stealing coke from someone and then banging the woman in the car. Like It's all just very awkward for me to think about right now. And I'm bringing it up in this Batman episode. It's infected. <sighs> Fucking Bad Lieutenant, man. Can we move on to... Selena Kyle's very pink apartment. All right, let's power through this then, because obviously you don't give a shit. So she goes back to her apartment. She's listening. No, Hold it's on. not that None I don't give really a matters, shit. It's though. just let's that, just like, through. I'm good at, it's I'm the good story. at powering through, though. It's like the spoilers. Like, I can just fucking boom. So she goes back to her apartment. She's listening to the messages on her fucking machine. And it's a whole bunch of shit from her mom. Like, girl, where you at? I miss you. You're a bitch. And then it's like, <laughs> and it's some, what else is on there? Why did you call A bunch me? of other shit. Like, some guy breaks up a trip with her. There's a dude who's like, oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, but then oh, man, that was brutal. Like, hey, if you're listening to this, you probably forgot to pull all those files for Bruce Wayne, so you got to go back to the office now. She's like, motherfucker. So she goes back to the office, and that's when Max murders her. See, that's insane. That's when, like, I was like, how did she live through that? She didn't. She did. Like, I think the idea is she died. She hit that ground and they she brought her back died. to life. So, so technically... If she becomes Catwoman there, doesn't her nine lives start after no, that? No, she so had ten lives. One life is Selena Kyle, and then well, she yeah, got so nine we're lives. Count everything that she had, but when she start, when she wakes up from that cat molestation, she's got nine. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I like that scene where he like he was freaking her out and thought that she was about oh. he was about to kill her, and then it's like oh, it's like oh, I got you, didn't I? And then he turns Dude, around. Dude, when I was a kid, that shit fucked me up window. so bad. I'm like, wait, how could he just like because he had me convinced he wasn't gonna murder her, and then he turned around and murdered her. I was like, wait, hold on a fucking second. Like, it, I don't his performance there as a kid fucking floored me. It was good. It was really good. Because even like watching it this time around, I was like, oh man, I thought he pushed her out the window, and then like two seconds later he. Turns yeah, out, pushes her out the window. Out. I was like, oh, there it is. But then she goes home. Well, she well she goes home from there, and she's chugging a bunch of milk, and she makes her fucking Catwoman suit. Like, I've some shit. She's He's, like, white as a ghost when she comes in during that meeting he's got with uh, Bruce Wayne. I almost said Bruce Willis. Well, there's this beautiful, like, neon sign in her room that says, hello there. And she knocks out some of the letters so it says, hell here. And that's fucking perfect. Like, even when she opens the door, she like she's like, honey, I'm home. So it's like, she's still there, but she's different. Probably a lot. And, like, she seems like this. I always wonder how much fun it is to be in a scene where you're just smashing and throwing shit. I would love to do that and not have to pay for anything. That would be cool. Hold on, before that, the penguin stages a, uh, a theft of the mayor's baby. 
but then recovers, but then recovers the baby oh, yeah. in the ploy that he set up. Then he comes up to the surface and he's like, "Look at me, I'm penguin. Everyone love me." And everyone's like, "Who's this weird fish man?" Oh yeah. Because up to this point, there's just all the newspaper headlines like, "Where is the gross fish man?" Like it just. I'm he's like, I gotta, I gotta counteract it. So I'm gonna come up. I'm still gonna have all this blue gunk coming out of my mouth. Like I'm not gonna stop that. People are gonna love that. That's my ticket to the top. What does what does the guy say? Is like, oh, it's the disgusting penguin man. Don't hurt. Me. Here's the baby. Don't hurt me. They were so disgust. Like the fucking the onesie he's wearing or whatever. <laughs> oh, the fuck onesie. Is. Oh, it's, it's filthy. So it's filthy. It's going up his ass crack. He's fucking fat. You you and know gross. you know it's, it's the so only one. That's the one. That's why it's dirty. He washes it when he swims. It doesn't come off his body. You know what's funny? I was reading this too, and again, I don't know that much about the comics, but I guess historically speaking, prior to this, Penguin was always like a tall and skinny kind of guy. Like a butler in his own way. But they totally changed him up for this role, and that kind of changed who Penguin has been in the Batman canon, even in the comics ever since then. Even like the animated series, mm-hmm. he was a short guy. Well, in Gotham, he's kind of uh... he, oh, dude! I really like that guy's performance as Oswald Cobblepot in that. But he's short, but he's not fat. I only watched like oh, it's bad. I think one season because I was like, I just oh, can't I watched get the whole it. thing and I loved it, but it is bad. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I only really started watching it because Ben McKenzie's. He's not at all the highlight of that show. He's fine as a totally like. He's the Michael Keaton of that series in this. Like he, he's totally. It doesn't matter what he does. He's, but it's about everyone else around him. I don't know. I I would never watch it again. But I'm glad I watched it. I watched it when it was live, though. I think they're making another one. Not of that. I think HBO's doing. They'll one. never stop making Batman shit ever. <laughs> but I think they're supposed to be making a show that follow like is in line with the new Batman that they're making. I'll check it out if it's on HBO because then like they can go hard. Like they they're not gonna have the same constraints as like Fox. Well, if they put it on like an FX or FXX or whatever the fuck. But no, they're gonna put that on fucking HBO anyway. Catwoman saves a woman in her first like in her like debut as Catwoman, and uh, so it's like just some creep that like pulls this lady into a an alley and is gonna do unthinkable things to her and catwoman's like no fuck you stabs the guy in the eye with a claw slashes his fucking face like tick tack toe and then she stabs his fucking eyes she fucks him up big time and yeah. then the woman's like thank you thank you thank you and she's like fuck you bitch get your shit together and protect yourself i'm out of here and then she flip-flops away She's like, what, are you just waiting for Batman to come and save you? Meanwhile, Oswald Cobblepot is gathering, we don't know this at the time, we find out later, gathering the names of all the firstborn sons of Gotham at the moment, all the babies. Yeah. And then he goes to the graveyard, and the press is all there, and they're watching him, and he's at the Cobblepot graveyard, or headstone, because he's found the names, and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Oswald Cobblepot. And everyone's like, oh, this is the scene you've been trying to get to where... Bruce and Max have a meeting together, and Selena reveals herself to still be alive to to Max. Well, so that was fucking crazy. Bruce is loving it, though, because he's met her already on the street. He saved her as Batman. And yeah, he's all like, he's all like, 
So like, oh, I think we've met. And she's like, have we? And he's like, oh, no, I might be mistaken. That was me as Batman meeting you, not me as me meeting you. Well, they go to walk out, and he's like, yo, I want to get you out on a date, girl. And she's like, get in this elevator and get the fuck out of here. And just, like, whoop, brushes him yeah, off. she's like, I ain't got time for no bat dick. No, she brushes him right off and goes back to work. Because what was this meeting he had? Like, Max is trying to, like, make this nuclear power plant or whatever. He's trying to store energy, And apparently. he needed... Why does he need a meeting with Bruce Wayne about this? And because Bruce can fund it. Yeah, I think it's a man. He's still trying to get people to like. He's got a lot of influence in Gotham. Like, I don't think any of like. It's not set that it's going to happen yet. He needs more people in power to give the green light for this to happen. But and Bruce Wayne someone, turns him down, and I don't know if yeah. he explained why, and I didn't catch it because he throws that stack of papers at him. And he's like, here. I think this is what my people found out about your shit. I think he figured out what it is. Like, this isn't a nuclear energy. This isn't an energy plant for you to give more power to the people. It's an energy plant for you to take power. And I'm not interested in that fucking bullshit. I know you're crooked anyway. I think that's kind of what he was saying there. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting out of it, too. But I think one of the craziest scenes in the whole movie is, is when Max is, like, convincing Penguin with this like raw fish to come downstairs and so penguin's just eating this fucking raw fish as they're climbing down these stairs and there's all these people there and he's all like we're gonna run for mayor penguin it's gonna be great you're gonna win oswald and you're gonna eat all this raw fish at all your heart's desire and he's all like just eating this fish and all those people are just like clapping and smiling and like yay oswald i'm like how was not one person there a little freaked out by this? Because they're getting paid enough, and they're dir- they're in a dirty political machine. They don't even care. This is the guy they got to sell, so this is the guy they're going to sell. It's like when you're a used car salesman, you got to find the good things about the lemon and not the bad. And, like, the dude is, like, like leaning in, and he's like, Ah, oh, I bet you they didn't have any mirrors down in the sewer. That's why you look like a wreck, huh? 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 And Oswald's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? At least my nose isn't bleeding. The guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he's all like, ah, and he bites off his nose, right? He doesn't bite and his nose off. He just bites his nose and busts him open. He's got all this blood coming down. And like, and, and like, dude, Christopher Watkins character doesn't even bat a fucking eye. He's all like, he's like, oh, why don't you, won't you know? He's all like, we're going to twist this and be something good. You're going to be mad before you know it. I guarantee you Max Shrek has bit someone's nose before. No doubt. Well, he's definitely murdered multiple people. To me, he feels like it almost like a stand-in for like the Carmine Falcone character that generally is like the mob boss, except he's a businessman, so it's easier to make it's him supposed seem to be more, more legit. legit. Exactly. Like I think that's the angle they were going for. He's here. he's even like super loved by the community. He's got a good PR, man. He's protected his brand. As already said, he came up from nowhere. As those people always do. Or he says to Bruce Wayne, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Yeah. And then what the penguin says about that one chick, I'd like to fill her void. This is just a dirt ball. So he was like maximum disgusting. Oh my here. God. Oh my fish, God. And he's like sucking it. Like, oh my God. And dude, I always think these things watching movies, like what is that? What is he eating? Like, I don't think he was actually eating fucking raw fish. No, he, he wasn't. Been. I don't know what he was eating, but I know it was not raw fish. That was fake. Yeah. I, it looked gross either way. They did a good job with that. And he did... I always wonder that stuff. Like, what are they actually eating? What are they I actually I think in drinking? most cases, it's something that tastes bland to bad. From what I've heard about various substances that end up in people's mouths in movies. 
gross. Or like when you fucking have to snort whatever the powder is that stands in for coke or heroin or whatever. Like I think it's just bland as fuck and not very pleasant to do. Like it doesn't hurt. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I've never done the fake movie drugs before. I don't know how they. Fe- I don't know how they feel. <laughs> There was another thing I googled like a couple of weeks ago. I watched something where somebody hanged themselves, and I'm like, "How do they do hanging scenes in movies?" I, I think I read they have like a brace on their back or something where all the weight gets pulled on there instead of on their neck. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly what it is. Like they're yeah, it could be just wearing like a harness or something like yeah, it's that. Yeah, just the way you dress them up and shoot the angles so you can hide all that. But yeah, there's man, that'd be fucking. I'd still be nervous to do that shit. Hell oh, yeah. So this is where we find out about so the Red Triangle like, Gang that we were talking about earlier. We get that info. Yeah, when there's like another goon attack. Catwoman goes ahead, goes to a Shrek store, grabs herself a whip, and starts fucking that place up. Oh, yeah, and then she blows that motherfucker up. And then she fights Batman and stabs well, this him. Is, this is where during the goon attack that Batman kills the guy by putting a bomb on him yeah. and throwing him in the sewer. So there's that murder, which I think was the first scene that they filmed. If I'm not mistaken, from so what like I read. first scene in the movie that we're filming, Batman kills a man. And you're going to love this. Michael Keaton loved it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. But then Penguin shows Batman up. Batman finally then, does something. Yeah, then Penguin shows up and Catwoman shows up. Batman shows up all at the same point. And Catwoman's like, yo, check this out. And boom, the building fucking blows up. And then, yeah, so she's fighting Bat, Or, like, yeah, she's fighting Batman up on, like, this building. And then she falls off of that into, like, a truck of sand. Kitty litter. Well, I think it was sand. She said it was fucking kitty litter. She said it was kitty litter, but I think she was making a joke. Because, like... I think it's supposed to be kitty litter. I know it's not feasible that there is a dump truck full of kitty litter. Believe me, I know <laughs> Well, that. that's what I'm thinking. I I'm like, know I'm that. like, okay, she's just saying it's kitty litter because it's she's a cat woman. Dude, it's Gotham. It's like the underground kitty litter fucking black market. <laughs> I have a lot more fun pretending and believing that that is literally a dump truck full of kitty litter because it's way funnier. Why shouldn't it be funny? I'm out on that. You I are like so that it was boring. Kitty litter. Like I don't believe that it's kitty litter, but I like that it was hey, it's kitty litter. I I like that she said it was kitty litter, even though I fully think no, that's just like sand. I hate everything that you think about this movie almost. Was well, this the scene where Penguin flies away with his umbrella? He Mary Poppins his way out of there. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, he's trying to chase her on his flying umbrella, but she like avoids him and then he's just gone and we see him the next day and he's like i am running for fucking mayor he goes out and he fucking announces it to the press and the public he goes back up to his room and who's waiting there for him but catwoman and that's where he's like oh just the pussy i was looking for oh and this is after he puts that button on that one chick's bosom oh, yeah. and then he's walking oh up god let me put this button on you and he's oh, like, my oh, god, I can, I he's like i'm running that. for mayor to grope women yeah well, it's all very, I think, not out of character actions for scumbag politicians. Yes, he's doing it dressed up True. as the penguin, but I'm not sure that I doubt that that's happened before. No, yeah, I would uh, I would assume it has. Basically, she's like, yo, we got to work together to take out the Batman, bro. And they fight about it for a while, and she's like, I'm going to eat your fucking bird, dude. And he's like... And she puts a real live bird in her mouth. That was a real thing. They trained that bird up for like a while with the actual bird handler to get comfortable being put in someone's mouth to the point where when they filmed it, she didn't, or he, she, whatever the bird was, didn't give a goddamn. She's like, yeah, let me get popped in Michelle Pfeiffer's mouth real quick. 
I'd be afraid it was shit in my mouth while Ugh. I was holding it in there. That would be rough, dude. Oh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be rough. Oh, she's like moaning you... while she's doing it, too. Oh, yeah, birds like, feeling oh, all those vibrations. Mm. Yeah, that bird's feeling all of that. It'd be work a rumble into my tummy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Oh, you know that gross. trainer while working with that bird, at some point when that bird was... Oh, yeah, that trainer first... definitely got bird shit in the mouth. Yeah, but that that trainer might be used to bird shit in the mouth. Likes bird shit in the mouth. I'm not trying to cast any sort of thing. No, let's just let's move on. They end up basically coming to an uneasy alliance of taking out the bat. And then Bruce and Selena come to a very very uh, easy alliance when they start making out in front of his gigantic fireplace. Well, yeah, they meet downtown, and he's like, "Come over to my place." Let's chill. Let's do this damn thing. We're going to get down by the fireplace and they end up like touching each other in all the places that they've injured each other. Yeah. But they can't reveal it to the other person. And then the next thing I have written down. Well, hold is... on. We skipped over while this is all going on because she was supposedly coming over to watch the relighting of the tree. Penguin has got plans that can destroy the Batmobile when it shows up from his plan now, which is where he goes in with a Batarang that a dog had stolen earlier in the movie and takes out the Ice Princess, takes her hostage for now. And Batman and Catwoman hear about the shit on the news while they're making out, and that's why they end up So, So they say that they're going to be able to turn his car into an H-bomb when really all they Something did was... Something like an H-bomb. All they really did was seize control of the driving. No, I think it probably still could have been an H-bomb. They were just waiting to blow it up at the right spot, maybe. Like, he was just trying to wreak havoc. He was just having okay. fun. I, I can buy into that. That makes just a little bit of chaos. Sense. A little bit of chaos from the Penguin. Maybe that thing that was also the controller that was underneath the car that Batman ends up pulling off of it, maybe that was also the bomb. Potentially, I guess. It's the only thing I can think of, but my question is, why did they need all those motherfucking schematics of that thing if all they had was a box that just got slapped onto the bottom of the car? Like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like it was more about what was in the box than what was in the car. Yeah, probably. But I don't know, you know, clown schematics. I do love they do explain that one away, though. They're like, oh, yeah, some former guy he used to work with that designed the car. Like, of all the things you're trying to explain in this movie, it's how they got those schematics? Yeah. I don't give it, a fuck. It seems care. like you could have just not, like, brushed over that. But they didn't. Not not in this case. No, didn't. no, not at all. But they definitely didn't brush over the fact that Batman was quote-unquote set up when he most definitely did murder the Ice Princess. He murdered her by doing nothing. As a superhero, you have to do everything you possibly can. And he just watched a princess die. She's royalty. No, he didn't just do nothing. He got fucking shot right here in my notes. He got shot with a gun. But you know what? Are we supposed to believe that this man has a hang glider in his costume at all motherfucking times? No, I don't think we are supposed to believe that. Which is why he didn't like, I don't know, jump off the roof earlier? It, I didn't like it. He's all Bro, like, it's Batman. It's Batman and his fucking gadgets. Who gives a shit? He's got a hang glider all the time in the Nolan ones, too, once they find the technology for it. And yes, this was a ridiculously clunky hang glider. I get it. All right. But Super again, ridiculously clunky. Like, you can see the hang bar in front of the actor 
This is what I'm trying to say. If we're going to believe that that's the hang glider, you really think it's going to be able to save a woman with that thing? I don't think so. I, I think, think he should at least try. Also, what about that fucking thing where he can, like, point it and shoot it and dude, fucking glide dude, down Dude, the, the cops, uh, you're looking over the fact that the cops showed up and they shot him. That was after he watched her die. He couldn't. She fell off the edge, and in the time that he could have been there to react, he got shot. I don't think he had the time to fucking even try to do it. I think he had plenty. I think you're fucking wrong. I think you're just looking for reasons to hate this movie. You've no, been doing it the I whole think time. you're looking for reasons to love this movie. I don't need... I have reasons to love this movie. Like, I don't need to look for them. I have them. I picked this fucking movie. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I just think you're being super critical in a really weird way on this movie. It's each their own. I'm it was just, just when weird. we were watching it, I I was just... I didn't mean to be overly critical, but there were just certain things where I was like, ah, I don't buy into that. I don't get that. I don't buy that. That is questionable. Okay, well, anyway... After he gets fucking shot and like falls down somewhere, Catman, Catwoman, Catman, Catwoman, Catwoman. I almost him. wrote Catman versus Batman at one point in my notes, and I mentioned it this made specifically during the, the viewing. She she finds him, she straddles him, and she's like, "Yo, what up, boy?" And there's some mistletoe there. Mistletoe is lethal if you eat it. Yeah, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss is even deadlier if you mean it. And then she like licks his mouth. Oh yeah, I want her to come with my face. Hot way. And then, oh my god! And then Ooh. they say say the same phrases, just like well, that's why I had opposite. to bring that up because it comes it comes back later. That's why I had to make sure we. And that's that when out they here. put two and two together and go, oh no, but, shit! But before that happens, you're the villain. You're the hero. But before that happens, she goes and talks to Penguin. This is the same night as the Ice Princess murder. And she's like, "Bro, I didn't think you were gonna murder a woman. Like, I didn't think that was part of the deal." And he's like, "No, he's said, she's a, he's a, she's all like, I thought you were gonna scare her." And he's all like, "She looks scared, didn't she?" Oh, he had such ridiculous and great one-liners in this. I'm kind of just glossing over those. I didn't write a lot of them down because there were just so many of them. Oh, I didn't write but down it, any of them. But, but I just remembered point, that one. At this point, he's basically just like, listen, can't you picture it? I'm the mayor. You're my little lady. We'll fucking curl up together. We'll fuck all the time. You'll love it. And she's like, uh, not a chance in the fucking world, you scumbag. Yeah, she's like, I wouldn't touch you to scratch you, I think she yeah. said. And then he and says then something like, you something mink. Fuck. I remember what he said because I loved it. It was something like, it's like, oh, you're a fucking minx or something. Uh, it's like, I should have you spayed. Yeah, he said, you something minx. You were putting out all the signals. I should oh, have yeah. you spayed. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he definitely said you were putting out no, all, all the, the signals. signals. Yeah, I remember that. So then he takes one of his fucking umbrella gadgets, slaps it around her neck, and it's like, hey, helicopter umbrella, why don't you just take this girl up into the sky until she fucking dies? But she gets herself out of it, fucking falls through a greenhouse and a roof, and then screams so loud that she breaks all the other glass in the greenhouse that wasn't broken already. Yep. I loved that. Uh, did you hate that? Did you Do you understand? Like, do you not believe that she could have broken all that glass like that? Is that no, too I like that. You? I thought that was cool. I was just... Again, falling from a like she just keeps on falling super ridiculous distances. But this time it was not Kitty Letter. Well, poison this is Ivy. what Batman. What's that? So it was Poison Ivy. Oh, Poison Ivy. Have you watched that cartoon or the Harley Quinn one? Mm-mm. It's pretty good. 
Where's that at? Working on HBO. It's on HBO. That's what I figured. So this is what Batman shows off his hang glider to the whole crowd while the Ice Prince has his like dad below and people are freaking out. He's like, I'm just gonna hang glide down to my car real quick. Sorry guys. A bunch of bats flying around. Yeah, bats everywhere because they were in the tree. Like Penguin and his crew set the Bat Boy up big time. But then Bruce foils Oswald when Oswald's like talking live to a bunch of people and he recorded a bunch of the shit that. Oswald was saying to Batman when he was driving his little car. So this is how Batman fucking stops this fucking box they stuck on the bottom of his car. He kind of like punches at it, pulls at some wires, sticks a CD in a CD-ROM drive, and then punches through the floor to grab the box. Like, that's how Batman handles what they did to his car. And I'm guessing the CD was to record what you're talking yeah. about. But I'm like, he's just in here just pulling at wires and punching at floorboards. What the fuck is Batman doing? And so he jams the frequency, and that's how he's able to hijack uh, Penguin's little fucking speech there and put in the things that he wants. Now, what really pissed me off about Penguin is he didn't learn about this frequency blocking shit because it's the same thing that foils his fucking Penguin plan at the end of the fucking movie. They just block the fucking frequency again and go, oh, we're just going to reverse the frequency back and use his penguins against him. And I'm all like, Oswald, what are you doing here? My favorite part is when Bruce Wayne is playing the repeat of i played this city like a harp from hell yeah. and he scratch he scratches the cd like, like it's a, a dj mm-hmm. yeah his yeah. batman do that cd player i want that thing that oh, batman, batman cd player, CD player? That dude, it's like, tight. where are you getting this Batman CD player? Like, he made it, dude. It's bad. Why are you wondering where Batman got his shit from? Are you fucking kidding me? Who? He's a billionaire. He's got shit. Well, I mean, someone's gotta make it. Yeah, maybe they do. Why do you need to know about it? If they're not important to the story, who gives a shit? Because these are maybe all people that Luci- know who Batman is. Yeah, but maybe he's got a Lucius Fox in this world, and we just don't need to know about him because it's not part of the fucking story. Now, do you who think cares? the world knows about Batman? Maybe he bought it from China, and they're like. Fucking know what Who's this symbol Batman? is, man. Come on, man. You're asking dumb questions about Batman shit. I don't think they're dumb. There are things that I want to know. I just don't think they're important for the story they're telling you. They might not be, but then why do you have to show it to me in the first place? Why does he have to have a bat computer? Why can't it just be a normal fucking computer? Because it's fucking cool that he has a bat computer. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's part of the fun of Batman. Well, it's He's just bat it, everything. It, when you give me more details, it's going to inevitably lead to more questions. I don't think that it needs to. I think you're overanalyzing something that doesn't matter. I just want as much information as I can get. This is stupid, been irrelevant like that information, with though. It's not important at all. It doesn't even matter in a way that just blows my mind that you're so hung up on where the fuck he got his Batman CD player from. Well, it's just as like, how am I going to get hung up on how a window gets broken into Austin's Creek and then it's fixed without anybody fixing it. But this is harder for me to wrap my mind around because I know that you know Batman and I know that you should not be fucking hung up on this bullshit because it really doesn't matter. There's things that have always hung up like hung up me about or like that I've gotten hung up about where it's like I can't stop being worried about it but again if it's not important to the story they're telling you why do you need that information? I know it's not I just it's it's an interesting tidbit that I would like to know it's really not that interesting though it, it's like I just pointed it, it's, it's like I, it's not interesting to you it's interesting to me we were just talking a second ago about how they revealed oh the guy who used to work for him and gave him the blueprints and you were basically just like oh yeah that was stupid that's the kind of shit that you're talking about getting, and you totally dismissed the one bit of it that they gave you here. So obviously it doesn't matter that much to you. I can explain away 
how they're getting schematics. They're criminals. I want to know how this supposed superhero... Where did the penguin get this giant gift for all these people to jump out of? Like, I mean, he can steal it. I, when it comes down to a criminal, can steal anything. Where did he get this duck boat car oh, That was pretty badass. Then we go to Max is having a party, and he's like, hey, I'm having a party, and I want you to all to be invited. So Bruce shows up, and then that's where him and Selena figure out who each other are. And at this point, I say to Chuck, do they know who each other is? Like, I think right before this. I oh, said, and I was like, how do they fucking not? Because they're kind of playing it when they're fighting earlier that they know they kind of play it like they might know who each other is. But then they're sitting there, they're dancing. And he says, like, because they left mm-hmm. the last time they saw each other, they had to leave abruptly. And he's like, he says, no hard feelings. And she says, semi hard. So like there's a king California king bed in some room. And she suggests like going off to do that. And then there's mistletoe above them. And he says, they switch lines. Yeah. She says mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. And he says to her, it, uh, it's even, or a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. And I was like, oh, shit. That's how they do it. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, See, that, that was awesome actually, I thought that was one of the better reveals in the entire movie. Well, and then they like hold each other tight and have these conversations and then she reveals she's got a fucking gun strapped to her ankle and she's gonna go murder Max Shrek and he's like whoa girl don't you go murder Max like that Uh, yeah she's like he's like don't go murder Max why don't you just make out with me a little bit more and they yeah they end up kissing a little bit and then shit gets blown the fuck up well she's like well now that we know who should who each other are do we have to start fighting he's like let's just go outside and talk for a little bit baby girl like we can work things out outside there and then boom the explosion hits and penguins like i'm here for chip shrek yeah yeah he's like i'm here for america's number one son or something well in the meantime after the crowd like threw all the vegetables and shit at him and turned on him and he went heel he fucking ran down to the sewer again he's like all right carnival crew this shit's in action let's all round up these babies and let's fucking murder these babies tonight it's time to go yeah and honestly it was a pretty dumb plan because they're just driving this fucking like weird vehicle down the street and i was like dude anybody can stop them where are the police where's batman where is anybody that could stop these fucking people just driving down the street kidnapping children oh it's not a good play and before this though another thing i liked is before this when the penguin was revealing his plot and he was saying we're gonna get all the first sons of gotham and we're gonna kill them or do whatever they're gonna kill them and the one clown dude was like hey boss it's like killing a bunch of kids i don't know that's kind of and fucking penguin just fucking shoots him shoots him and then like fucking like kicks him down in the water he's like it's a lot it's I love that. It, it's funny because he's consequential later, too. He comes back into play, his dead body down in the water, because Max convinces Penguin to take him instead of Chip. He's like, you're really mad at me, bro. The master manipulator that Max is. He's like, take me instead. I'm who you're mad at. And Penguin's like, all right. Yeah, he's like, when you're right, when you're, you're right when you're right. Now, Pat, Penguin's plan was fucked to begin with, but he fucks himself even harder here. Like, don't veer from your plan because Max has got a golden tongue. Take his kid and fucking murder him. That's what's going to hurt Max, not murdering Max. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that, too. I don't think Penguin's supposed to be a mastermind. I don't believe that he's a mastermind, at least. 
So then Penguin, his big master plan is, all right, well, I couldn't kill all these kids because Batman foils my plan because uh, it was a pretty stupid plan to begin with. So I'm going to send all these penguins that I got. I'm going to strap them with little like, like I'm going to pull a Dr. Evil before Dr. Evil is around and put like rocket shooting fucking penguins out there to do my bidding. And he wants to kill like, like a hundred thousand people. A lot of people. It's a lot of people. I don't think, I think they should have gone with a bigger number. I remember having one of these little penguin toys with the rocket on the back and you could shoot the rocket off. Yeah. I think they should have gone with a bigger number because Gotham's supposed to be a big city, and I just think the number should have been bigger. You mentioned a lot of things during it, apparently. I'm glad you're pointing them out. And, okay, so then I got that, we mentioned it earlier, that Batman and Alfred, they just blocked the frequency again. Did you just call them, El- did you call them Alfred? I thought I said Alfred. Check the tape. I could be very wrong. Batman and Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so like penguins obviously not smart enough to use a different frequency or to just do something differently his whole plan is based around frequencies baby <laughs> and so he gets foiled again and then he just starts to see all of his goons disappear like the lady she just kind of like falls back into the shadows and like the other guys are just doing cartwheels off the screen they're just like i'm getting the fuck out of here penguin's going down oh penguin gets fucking attacked by bats and knocked through a window back down into his lair yeah in the meantime max is down there and he gets the monkey to give him the keys to the cage that he's in he gets out and he grabs the gun from the guy that spade brought up earlier that got shot by penguin and instead of just leaving he stays down there and Catwoman tries to kill him and does kill him and somehow survives that. She, gotta, she can die a bunch of times. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just the theme of the movie at this point where every time you think Catwoman's going to die, she lives. I'll concede this. The murder of Taser to Taser makeout was or Taser to mouth makeout was kind of stupid. But yeah, I thought that was really stupid. The, the burned out Max Shrek head at the end looked fucking awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous, but it was cool looking. So I feel like the only way to kill Catwoman slash Selena Kyle would be to like put her in a situation where she can't die, and she will. No, the way to kill her is to get her to her tenth life and then kill her. No, I think because every time you think she's gonna die, she lives. So bro, that's how you gotta nine get lives her. Work. You gotta get her to a time where you think she's gonna live, and then she's gonna. Bro, die. It's, it's how nine lives work. You get nine of them. She'll, you kill she'll her nine times somehow. I, it's the comics, so you're not wrong Fantasy about that. Powers. But initially, initially she's got nine in the clip, all right? And if she doesn't find a way to replenish those, she's going to die on the tent. I feel like she'll reload that clip. By finding a way to do it, because again, yeah. what's the point of creating a character that can't reload the fucking clip? It's boring, especially in comics. See, this is the point where Batman shows up, though. Batman shows up, and he's trying to talk her out of killing him. And then he rips his mask off, and he's like, come on, Selina. And she is like, she says, Bruce, I'd love to come live with you in your mansion. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, you're moving a little fast there, Catwoman. Like, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, Bruce is into it because oh, he then, like takes a step forward. And then at this Bruce point too, he rips his mask off, and Christopher Walken goes, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, what are you doing dressed as Batman? And Selena <laughs> Kyle's just like, because he is Batman, you fucking moron. 
Fucking Christopher Walken. What are you doing dressed as Batman? I love it. That's what made me think, well, I guess that explains why people wouldn't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Because they're just fucking dumb. Because, yeah, at this point, too, he reveals himself to be Bruce Wayne, and he's trying to talk her out of killing him. He's like, well, get him arrested. And then he takes his mask off. I'm like, well, you got to fucking kill him now, dude. He knows who you are. Or you're giving up the Batman life. Or you're willing to be Batman while everyone knows who you are. Like, man, you did a whole lot of things there, Bruce. Yeah, man. I mean, like, you got to take the fucking lead here from Lego Batman, right? Like, when when they are like, hey, well, Bruce Wayne's going to go do this. And he's all like... Bruce Wayne, who's that? Sounds like a cool guy. And then she's, well, he starts shooting her, right? And she's counting down her lives. Or I guess she really, she's counting up. Because I think she was, hits like six, seven. She's like, all good girls go to heaven. Yeah. And then I think he shoots her again at eight. And she says, or no, when she before she kisses him, she says, I'm going to save one for next Christmas. Yep. Then taser to mouth makeout session. They turn into light bulbs. Batman watches and goes, oh my God, oh no. And then after fucking Max's dad and Pen- Catwoman's like yeah, gone, gone, Penguin like gets up and he grabs an umbrella like he's going to fight Batman. And it turns out to just be like a little toy one. one. Yeah. Yep. Then he falls over dad and the penguins march him down into the water. And then he floats down. And I remember again as a kid, like... Just the image of the body floating down and the black gunk that was in his mouth kind of floating up in the water. Just fucking was such a strong image. Like, watching it now, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember that, like, vividly as a kid. It stuck out to me. Because his mouth and his so Danny DeVito in this movie is just something else. Oh, he's great. But, so this whole thing, basically, it's done now. And we move to a point where Batman's just being driven, or Bruce Wayne's being driven around by Alfred. And he looks out a window, and he's like, oh, I think I see Selina Kyle in an alley. Just drop me off here, buddy. I'm going to go walk down this alley. And Alfred's like, all right, don't get murdered. And he finds a black cat, and he's like, oh, I think this is me supposed to, like, know that she's okay, so I'm taking this cat. Either that, or he's, like, going to pick up the cat and be like, Selina? Like, like maybe she turned into a cat. Well, then at the end, show the bat, the skyline of Gotham, the bat signal hits, and then Catwoman pops up. This is my last bit of trivia. That was not originally the ending of the movie. They added it on like just a couple of weeks before it was released to theaters, and it cost them an extra two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make it. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, just that like pan up on the skyline and then Catwoman popping up. Was that just not so? It was supposed to end before that. Yeah, and I think they added it on as like a setup for a sequel. Oh. That obviously, never never happened here. Because that's what was... I was thinking. Like when it happened, I was like, back in those days, I guess you didn't expect sequels from something like that. Because now you would, but I guess apparently that's what they were trying to do there too. I think the idea, like if Tim Burton wouldn't have stepped in and totally changed it to a Tim Burton movie, it would have, I think, and they just stuck with the original script. I, I don't know if the movie would have been very good. Because I was reading about it, it sounded like it would have been a really strange movie. I don't know if it would have hit. Especially with Michael Keaton as Batman. I don't know if there would have been enough around him to kind of like bump it up. But maybe they could have had a, a four, a set of four movies that played into each other perfectly. But this one disrupted all of that. Because it doesn't feel like the third one is a continuation of this movie in any way, shape, or form. It feels like we're jumping into the middle of another Batman universe. Yeah, I tend to agree with that, to be honest. But does anybody else have anything left to say about this movie before we get to the rating scale? No? 
All right. Well, this is that part of the por- or that portion of the podcast where we are going to rate this movie, Batman Returns, on a scale of one to fifty Randy Quaid's, where one is the worst, absolute worst number of Randy Quaid's you can receive, and fifty is the best, the most you can ever receive. IMDb rates Batman Returns thirty-five out of fifty Randy Quaid's. I feel like almost everything on AMDB comes in between like 33 and 36. Or most things that we review do. Yeah, a lot of the things we review come in. Some things dip down lower, but I feel like I would say anywhere from usually 30 to 35. Uh, Do you want to start since you picked it or do you want to go last since you picked it? Uh, No, I'll go first. I'll go first because I'm not going to say a whole lot. Like, it's clear I love this movie. I think it was perfectly cast. I think it's perfectly unique. I like that it's a Tim Burton movie. That it's not just a Batman movie. The same way that the Batman movies that Christopher Nolan did are Christopher Nolan movies as much as they're Batman yeah, movies. Like that, I, I like agree. that his his Lots of I like that his stamp I like that his stamp is on it in that way. Maybe it's not gonna hit everyone but I love Tim Burton, so like that's gonna work for me no matter what. Um, I think everyone was perfectly cast. Uh, could you have had a better Batman than Michael Keaton? I guess. But Batman didn't do enough, I think, to warrant having anyone else. I think that's why it worked really well. And it gave Danny DeVito a chance to clearly steal the fucking show. Like, this was his movie. Not to downplay Michelle Pfeiffer, who I've obviously bigged up enough throughout this whole thing. But those two just fucking killed it. Walken killed it. Everyone involved fucking killed it. I would watch it again. I do own it. I'd recommend it to everyone. 50. I love this movie. Spade? I think I'm just gonna go with IMDb and give it a 35. Feel like it was a time that time for that movie, and totally Christopher Nolan fucking I think ruined this movie for me. It's understandable because it's hard to compare not compare Batman movies. But I love Danny DeVito. Michelle Pfeiffer was a fox. I really liked the uh, what do they call it? Gotham Plaza. I love like all the statues and shit back there. I don't know what you call that style. I think they based a lot of it on like German shit really? from back in the day. If I, I read something, I don't remember. There were specific styles of architecture that they were mimicking. I don't remember what they were. So I really like that look out there. I remember seeing this in theaters when it came out. But uh, I mean, of course, I'd recommend it. It's a classic. I'd watch it again. All right, all right, all right. So yours truly, your boy, Chucky B., He's also going to give this movie a 35. I thought this was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it, but there's just way too many things. It just left me with so many questions in so many areas where I don't know if I would have those questions if I wasn't sitting down to watch it for the podcast. But I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And so I I wonder if... It just didn't hold up as well for me as I thought it was going to. Because, like, I came into this movie expecting it to be a 50 out of 50 for me. Even remembering that it was, like, Tim Burton style, a little bit campy in certain areas, and just over the top in in some of the fantasy and whatnot, there were just certain things that... I feel like there was too many things that weren't as good as the the highs that I got. Like, one of the best scenes, I thought, was the Batman-Catwoman reveal. Like, when they figured it out and we were just like, oh, shit. Like, because we, like, as you said earlier, Spade, like, we were actively discussing it during the film. But 
Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I think that, like Spade said, this is a classic. Everybody should see this movie. I don't necessarily believe that everybody needs to own it, but, you know, definitely take the time to go out of your way and watch this movie. Uh, you can just rent it on nope. Amazon. Buy it. Own That's it. That's what I did. Own it. And, uh, yeah. So I think that we can all agree that, uh, you can catch all of our new episodes on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and of course, 50randyquades.com. Next time on 50 Randy Quades, episode 133, kick ass. Keeping it in the superhero world. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a 55th. Hashtag Cage Talk Edition. And, uh, yeah, Nick Cage brings us back to comic books for at least the second episode in a row. And with that said, until next time, we watch movies so you don't have to. Peace Peace out. out.